podcast that teaches you how to have a higher quality sex life, where I share cutting-edge research in neuroscience and psychology, relatable stories, and practical mindfulness-based skills so that you can maximize your pleasure potential and unlock more awareness and energy in every area of your life. I am Master Life Coach and Mindfulness Expert, Danielle Savory, and I am thrilled to be on this journey with you. Hello, everyone. Hello, my loves, my pleasure seekers, my woman warriors. Are you ready to get started on the most pleasurable journey, getting closer and closer to your sexual liberation and just enjoying all the ooey goodness that can come with sex? I'm super thrilled to be with you all today, as I always am. And I wanted to let you know about uh, opportunity. So I put together the most incredible starter kit. So it's like your sexual starter kit for you to begin on your journey. So I know some of you hear about my Better Sex in 90 Days program. Maybe some of you have joined my webinar. Maybe you've just been listening for a while and you're like, you know, I kind of want to get started on this stuff, but maybe you're not ready for coaching. So I put together just a starter kit for you all. And this is a totally free resource and it has questions and little workbooks and some explanations and a couple of meditations in there really for you just to jumpstart your journey. And I want to gift it to you totally for free. The only thing that I ask in return is if you take the time, you know, just a couple of minutes, hop onto iTunes, write a review, why you like this podcast, why you keep coming back and listening for more, what you've been able to shift as a result. And all you need to do is take a little snapshot that you wrote that review. You can and send that to team at daniellesavory.com and we will send back to you this starter kit so you can get started on your journey. If you've already left a review in the past, you can still even go back and take a picture of the review that you took and then we'll get that gifted to you right away. I'm so appreciative of you coming back every week and listening to these. I love hearing about your experiences, and really it gives me an idea of what you want more of, what you want to be you know, learning about and listening where you're getting stuck on your own journey and how I can keep showing up week after week with more information for you just to tap into all of that juicy goodness to really get through some of the blocks that you must might be facing and how you can tap into that pleasure that's part of who you are as a woman, as a human being on this planet. So again, write a review, take a picture of it, send that to the email team at daniellesavory.com and we will get that starter kit out to you. Okay, so I am here today um, and we're going to talk about trauma. Yes, the big T, the little T's and everything in between. Now, before you click fast forward and scroll to a perhaps a lighter episode, I want to encourage you really to listen to this one. This is a very, very necessary and important conversation. And this is the type of conversation we need to be having as women, especially, you know, us as women that really want to tap into all of our potential in so many different ways and what's available to us 
us in joy and happiness and pleasure and desire and connection. So even if you think that maybe it doesn't apply to you, you might learn something about your own body and your own experiences. And worst case scenario, you will learn how to better talk to your women friends, your your sisters, um, should trauma be something that they have faced. This is really you know, a conversation again, that so applies to really all of us as women in this culture. And you might not even realize that some of the responses you're having during and leading up to sex was from maybe an appointment you had with your OB, or it might've been from something you were shamed for something that you wore in middle school. Trauma has many, many forms, and it's going to impact your ability to access pleasure. And that's why we're here. And for me to not talk to you about this would be a disservice to all of you. And I love all of you. I don't know you, but I love you. And I want you to know all of the things. I don't want to hold anything back from you. I want you to be aware of all this, all of the things. So there's truly nothing standing in the way between you and your birthright to all of the pleasure and the joy and the ecstasy that your body and your life has a potential to offer you. So before we begin, I do want to insert a disclaimer in here. I promise you as your host and your compassionate witness and, you know, your loving transmission person today that I am not going to be describing any form of sexual trauma in details. I will be using the R word. I will mention abuse. I will mention childhood abuse, but again, no details just the words. So treat yourself kindly, treat yourself with love and compassion. My intention with this topic is to open up a safe and truly loving and healthy dialogue so that we can all heal, all of us as a collective woman in this society, in this world. This is perhaps the most important episode I have ever done, so I really encourage you to listen to it. Of course, if it's not something that you're ready to listen to, give yourself some love, give yourself some grace, and just put it on the back burner when you can take some deep breaths, when you can be on your own side, because more than triggering, I truly believe that this episode could be the jumpstart for an incredible healing, loving journey, and one that's going to lead to more enjoyment and pleasure in your sex life and in really every part of your life. So trauma, of course, it's not truly the easiest thing that we talk about when it comes to sex. And to be totally honest, even though we speak about it in my coaching, I coach on it all of the time, I have avoided speaking about it here on the podcast. And I ask myself, why? Like, why haven't I talked about this? This is something that I coach on, you know, all of the time. And I really just got into my own brain and what I found was perhaps I just was a little bit worried. I was a little bit worried that maybe there was a right way or a wrong way to talk about, which is total and complete bullshit because really I think I'm just like all of you and all of us women that you know, even though we know this is part of the journey, it's not something we want to talk about. You know, it's so much easier if it just wasn't there. And I personally have gotten super angry with my trauma before. I've gotten really angry, like really angry for all of you. My husband has had to listen to me rant and rage and have all of the tears 
you know, at a long, after a long day of coaching because of how messed up it is that it's so prevalent that you may not know even a single woman in your life who hasn't experienced sexual trauma of some sort. So I get all fired up about it, about the state of affairs in general, that this is even a reality. And, you know, this podcast, I mostly speak to women, but I mean all humans, all humans who have been hurt sexually, who have been have this, you know, piece of them, this vulnerable, beautiful, loving piece who has been turned into a violation. It breaks my fucking heart. So yeah, there's anger, but also I just feel like it's something we wish we just wasn't part of our life. That wasn't part of our reality. Something we wish we could just forget. We could shove away in a corner and it would just go away. But for better or worse, it's just a fact. Trauma is here. Trauma plays a part of our human experience. And specifically, it's a major cause for human suffering. And it is also one of the most avoided topics. So how can we expect to move through our own suffering and heal and celebrate all parts of ourselves if we avoid it? We can't, right? Trauma happens and we can heal from it. We truly can. And that healing is such a beautiful, sacred journey. We are always whole as human beings. And trauma is just another part of being human that we can learn how to embrace, that we don't have to feel afraid of, that we don't have to shove away in our corner or forget about or wish it wasn't part of us, but it can truly be an opportunity to love ourselves even deeper, to love our human experience to a whole nother level, to be such a compassionate space holder and witness and lover on our wounds. And I think that is, it's about time. It's about time that we normalize trauma. And I don't mean normalize it in the sense that I want it to be prevalent, right? Like that's not what I'm saying here, duh. But normalizing the fact that many, if not all of us have experiences and it should not be the cause of additional suffering. The fact that it exists in your history should not create more havoc right, than it already has by causing additional shame or guilt or dismissiveness or avoidance. It's already created enough suffering, but to put on top of that shame, to put on top of that suffering more guilt, to put on top of it that that dismissiveness, like I should just be over this or I want to avoid it altogether, that's only compounding the suffering that we've already went through. And enough is enough. And that is how it usually shows up for most of us because the way that it's been presented in our society is so hush-hush. It always feels like this very hot, like do not touch, right? Like super hot, don't touch topic. That's hard to say, don't touch topic, which is understandable, right? When it's presented to us as like, ooh, trauma, don't talk about it, don't touch it then of course we wouldn't even want to touch it for ourselves. Of course we want to forget about it. Of course we would want to, you know, avoid it. Of course we would have shame around it because we feel like we're wrong to even have it in the first place. But my loves, woman, it's there. It's still there. 
it's covered up in our avoidance and our dismissiveness and our shame, but it doesn't remove it. It's showing up in the way that you feel your body recoil in your partner's touch. The way it feels so freaking challenging to be in your body, to notice yourself always spinning in your head, to try and connect with your vulva and your body and all you notice is numbness. It's there. So let's touch it in the most loving way. Let's open the conversation of safety and compassion instead of avoiding it and pretending it's not there. Can we just bring it in and learn to heal and move through it? Now, even as I say those words, I notice this tightening in my chest. I notice my heart rate getting a little quicker, my voice getting a little shaky, I'm getting a little hot. And you might notice the same thing listening a little bit of heat, a little bit of anxious sensation, and it's okay. This is just a sign of what perhaps was activated in you when you experienced trauma. It might just be an activation of your brain and the anxiousness of what your brain perceives might happen should you begin to heal this part. It's a little afraid of the emotions that might come up. And this is so normal. It's your body's way of getting ready to defend yourself, to deal with a possible threat. And you don't have to turn away from it. You can become aware in a very loving way. These are sensations that you can just bring more awareness to and meet in your body. If you are in this moment having any sort of sensation, I want you right now to place your hand on your heart. Close your eyes and simply just take a breath. Feel the weight, feel that heaviness of your hand on your heart. Really connect with that sensation. That's you, woman. That hand right there on your heart, that's you. You're here now for you. You're here now to support yourself right now in this moment and for anything that might come up. To say to yourself, baby, I got you right here. My plan for this episode is not to share a bunch of details. So again, calm any part of your nervous system down that's afraid of that. However, you may notice your mind or your body just experience a little bit of this nervous energy. Of course, it's always an option to opt out and do so with love and grace. I get it. But if you can stay, if you choose to stay, please know I'm sending you all the love. I know this can feel scary, but on the other end of learning about trauma and then how to support yourself here, it's a gift It's a gift of like real time as I was experiencing it right now. You could see what this looks like. It's liberation. It's a freeing like of your heart and of your body to open up into compassion, to open up to healing, to open up to love and delicious connection with yourself. You don't have to turn away from these sensations in your body. That connection that you're wanting more than anything I've got you. You've got you. Women, we've got this because it is our birthright to experience pleasure and freedom in our own bodies. And I so want to help you be able to do that. 
I'm going to share some ideas of how to meet your trauma and resources you might find useful in another episode. But I really just wanted to share with you in real time as I was experiencing a little bit of this, you know, body reaction of what it could look like. So take a deep breath. We've got this. It's time. Let's take a look at it because we deserve to feel free from this. We deserve to bring in all parts of us in this loving and healing way so that we can connect with ourselves deeper so that there's nothing holding us back from connecting with the person we love in our life so that we can connect with our bodies in a pleasurable way. Let's do this. Okay. So having coached thousands of thousands of hours uh, with so many women, one of the things I've realized is how completely normal and prevalent trauma is. The more and more we begin to stigmatize trauma, the more we all create a barrier for ourselves and for all women to be able to heal from it. The way sometimes you hear others talk about trauma, it's like this death sentence, this death of this life force energy. Like if you have experienced sexual trauma, um, like an event of sexual trauma or a series of events, then you're going to be broken, that it's going to be so much harder for you, that it will always be harder for you. And even that sort of mindset around it makes it hard for us to take a look at our own experiences because we are afraid we might be one of those women who are the broken ones, who can't get better. So it's just better to pretend it's not there. It seems like a better idea just to turn a blind eye. We see other women out in the world, turned on women, like the juicy, confident people we see in our lives. And we think to ourselves because of what we've been taught, like they couldn't have been through any trauma. There's no way. Look at them out and about in the world. It seems so much easier for them. It's effortless. But this simply isn't the case. Like I said, nearly every single woman has experienced some form of sexual trauma. And usually you are just seeing women that despite trauma have healed or have learned how to connect with their bodies Anyway, every brain and every body is going to deal with trauma in a different way based on your genetics, your heritage, your attachment to like your family members, the love that you received as a family member, your upbringing, your religion, your community. Those are all going to impact the way that you as an individual experience trauma and process trauma. But the fact is trauma is part of the human experience. And, you know, for most all of us, and it doesn't mean you aren't fixable. You can find your way through it in a way that works for you. It doesn't mean that forever you will be a victim to this violation, that parts of you, parts of your mind, parts of your body are going to be held hostage. You're not broken. You're whole you are glorious, you are fully human. And an event, a series of events, or simply the way that you've been treated in this world has just created a neurological response in your brain and body. And that response is just a block. It's just a barrier right now keeping you from the connection that you crave. And beginning to see it as that. Okay, so there's this event. There's a series of events that's created a response in my nervous system, in my brain, in my body. And now I can see 
that that has just created a little bit more of a barrier for me accessing that connection. Okay, right? It's just a little bit of a barrier right now. But it's possible to restore this connection to you, to your body, to your sensuality, to your sexuality, to your ability to be able to be truly present and enjoy sex with someone else. I truly believe, obviously, if you've listened to this podcast at all, that every single woman benefits from tapping into their sexual self, to self-directed by creativity and confidence and power and magnetism. And that means meeting the body. And to do that, learning to move through the waters that trauma has created. You deserve to get the support you need. You deserve to get to the other side, whether that's in self-directed ways or programs or getting professional help. The thing about trauma is it doesn't go away. Just because you ignore it, just because you've shoved it into the corner and avoided it doesn't mean it isn't there. Even if you're saying to yourself, yeah, but it happened so long ago. I don't even really remember. It's not that important. I feel so done with it. Or even if you've taken on a very empowering stance, like I'm not a victim to that. That doesn't have an impact on me. Does not mean it doesn't affect your current sex life. I know this firsthand. I've suffered sexual assault as in being attacked. I've been through non-consensual sex, aka rape. I've experienced sexual abuse when I was younger. I've experienced physical trauma to my sexual organs through medical procedures and a traumatic birth experience. And I have lived in this world as a woman that has had traumatic impacts on me and the way that I relate to my sexuality. Comments from older men, ostracized, slut-shamed, objectified, multiple accounts of public masturbation. I know, it's so gross, right? (laughs) And I share all of this only to say that I didn't even realize that how truly impacted I was by a lot of this until much later in life. And as I move through these episodes and experiences, more and more of me of my true nature, of my true essence, of my joy, of my pleasure, my experience of connecting with myself became more and more available to me. I got to like access like my juiciness, my vibrancy, my life force, whatever you want to call it. And I didn't even realize that I have access to that before until I moved through this stuff. This last year, I've had the privilege of coaching nearly 100 women personally. And one thing that is consistent in every single woman is a disconnect from her pleasure, a disconnect from her desire. But really what we're witnessing here is simply a disconnect from her body because it's naturally there. And nearly every woman has experienced some form of trauma that has created this disconnect. You know, honestly, I just want to say every woman, (laughs) because from my lens of what I've learned about trauma and what trauma is and how it shows up, there really isn't any woman I know that has not experienced some form of trauma. But I know that the way that we talk about it, you might not put yourself in that category. So I'm going to continue to say nearly every woman, but really, let's try and be real here. It's every woman. Trauma shows up in in the body, like in a variety of ways. And it may be currently impacting and affecting you, even if you're not so sure about it. So this is how it shows up in your sex life. 
The thing to understand about a trauma and especially the way that it relates to us and women and our sex life is it often doesn't show up all at once. It might show up way later in life. And oftentimes the effects of it are compound and we don't even recognize we're experiencing a trauma response until much later. And this is really, really important to note because for you, you might not think you've been impacted because your sex life with your partner when you first started dating was amazing and now it's not. And you may be thinking to yourself, well, like, yeah, but if my body didn't respond to like that in the past, how can it be trauma? How can it show up now? And the truth is because Trauma can be subtle at first. The impact of it on your body might just feel like an uneasiness, like this doesn't feel right in some sort of way. And we don't give it much mind. We kind of ignore it because it's just like this little like whisper. But the more time goes on and the more we keep hushing this whisper, we silence it, we push it down, that part of us that feels uneasy, then we don't deal with it. Then the impact gets greater and greater. It's like just compounding in, the, in your body. So we do what's safe for us. We avoid it. And I want to say that you're not doing this consciously. It's not like you're like, ooh, that feels uneasy. I'm going to go away from it. This is just something your brain is doing to keep you safe. We avoid it. We pretend it isn't there. We naturally gravitate towards things that make us feel better. Food, alcohol, working on our business, escaping into Netflix. And little by little, we begin to notice that vitality of ourselves diminish. We begin to notice that uneasy feeling feels a lot more dramatic. Like a bit of that uneasiness at the beginning can turn into like, ugh, don't touch me. Don't even look at me. And it can show up in a lot of other symptoms too. Now, one of the things that I also want to say that I read Peter Levine. He's like one of the leading doctors in trauma. If you haven't read any of his stuff, I highly, highly recommend it. He is an expert. He is where I have learned so much of my, like about my trauma understanding from. His practices are the practices I've used on myself to be able to move through my own trauma. Anyway, he has this quote and he says, it's true that all traumatic events are stressful, but not all stressful events are traumatic. So I don't want you to listen to this and assume that every single stressful thing that's happened is trauma. That's not what we're saying. But (laughs) trauma is much more prevalent than we give credit to. And it does show up as a stress response in the body. Now, as Dr. Levine defines it, Trauma is when there is a perceived threat, a perceived threat to one's life. And that is the key point here, perceived. So it doesn't matter if other people don't think it's a big deal or threatening. If when you experience through your lens, you felt incredibly unsafe, you felt like your life was threatened, you felt like your sexuality and your body was under threat, That is trauma. And this is a really, really important distinction for us as women because so often we hear, you know, things out in the world muttering of like, oh, brush it off, get over it, you're fine, it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, it's just boys being boys, honey, type of bullshit that so many people have told us. What were you doing? Why didn't you fight back? 
that we do brush it off, that we think that we should have done it differently, that we don't realize that it was our perception that our life was in harm's way that creates a trauma response in your body. This comes up all the time with my clients. I hear them try to question why they are having such a visceral response in their body to something they have been taught to deal with. They question why some memory might pop up as we're doing our work in their head. And they're like, yeah, but it wasn't such a big deal. I mean, yeah, he he touched me like that, but like he didn't rate me. So, but at the time you were dealing with trauma, you thought that he could. So on top of experiencing our initial traumatic experiences, Others around us will dismiss it. And then because we're hearing this, because we're socialized to start dismissing it and questioning ourselves and doubting ourselves, we dismiss it ourselves. We dismiss our own experience and that makes matters so much worse. We judge the way our body is reacting. We judge the memory that pops up. And if it doesn't seem as traumatic as perhaps like something you saw on television or something a friend of yours experienced or a sister or something like that, then you'll just push it down. There, You will even criticize yourself about it. Like, it's not that big of a deal. I don't know why this is coming up. I should just be over it. I shouldn't be bothered by this anymore. So when it comes to sexual trauma, it is a violation, pure and simple. It's a violation to your body, to you feeling safe that something you won't will be done to your body. It can be a violation of your own emotional, physical, and sexual boundaries. Of course, we are all very familiar with the obvious forms of sexual trauma, those being sexual abuse and rape. Sexual abuse, whether in childhood or young adulthood, those are the big T's. (laughs) Those are the big T's of trauma that we're all familiar with. And unfortunately, these big T's are way more prevalent than most people realize. Sexual abuse in children, teens, adolescents is an obvious violation in so many ways. And considering it's usually by a trusting adult, the impact can be so much more compounded than we give initial credit for. The way it's handled in your family will have consequential effects. If you were not believed, if you were told to keep it a secret, if you didn't even realize it was wrong until you were a lot older, then you're going to feel a lot of shame. Like you should have known differently back then. You should have done something. You should have done it better. Or if it was just like hushed and ignored, If instead of standing up and fighting for you and your fam, like you, your family, like pretended it wasn't even going on or happening, that in and of itself is traumatic. Then later as an adult, it can be really, really hard to unpack what all of these elements mean because it wasn't just about the abuse, but all the people surrounding you and how they handled it is going to impact your thoughts about you about your worthiness, about your sensuality, about your sexuality, about love and trust. And then the other big T, rape. It happens often. Someone when I speak to with who have been raped have not even truly let themselves face it because of the way it's handled in our society. Because of the fact that even if they were to report it, maybe like their friend was, the police simply said, sorry, we can't do anything about it. Or if they do choose to tell somebody, 
the first question they get were, what were you doing? Were you asking for it? What were you wearing? Were you alone? Did you call anybody? Did you say safe? Did you say no loud enough? Have you had sex before? And the focus is all on these other women. Did you do a good enough job not getting raped rather than focusing on the man who violated her? The response to a severe violation and violent act to our sex as a whole has a massive impact on us because it makes it so much harder to heal from it because those around us are questioning us, doubting us, blaming us, saying they can't help. And we internalize that as women. So on top of the initial trauma, we have the suffering that is being inflicted by our our own internal narrative that thinks somehow we deserved it or we should have done better to prevent it in the first place. And it is such bullshit. (sighs) I'm getting fired up. I need to take a deep breath and shake my shoulders out. But it is. And if you're listening to this and you're one of the women who has gone through this type of experience, listen, I'm really, really sorry that happened to you. I see you. I do. You did not deserve this. You did not do the wrong thing that got you raped, that created abuse. This was a violation to you, to your body, to your space, and it isn't fair. It is messed up. You didn't do anything to make this happen. And listen, when I say this, I know you can heal from it. This violation might have happened, but you, my love, you're not broken. You're not beyond repair. And whatever type of relationship you want with yourself, with your sensuality, with your sexuality, with your desire, with the partner you've chosen to be with and love and trust, is so possible for you. I know it is because I've experienced it myself and I've experienced my clients going through that as well. I know pleasure is possible. I know that there is an other side to this. Now, of course, these are the big these, right? These are the big of trauma that we normally think about when it comes to traumatic sexual experiences. But those type of experiences aren't the only traumatic occurrences at all. And that is a part of the problem, okay? Because if for you, it isn't glaringly obvious that you experience like a blatant violation like rape or abuse, then it's easier to dismiss your experience altogether. And even when you have experienced these type of traumatic events, like I said, the way culture has approached it, or if it's abuse, then often the way, like I said, your family has approached it, whether that is to pretend it isn't happening, to blame you for making it happen, or just say something like, oh, hun, I just think you're probably confused about what was really going on. Or even worse, are you sure? He's such a nice guy. I can't imagine him doing something like that. These kind of things are going to have a ripple effect on us being able to even take a look at our trauma because we're wondering if 
we're right to think that it was traumatic. And another comment that really shuts women down from healing from their trauma, I remember this for myself, is when people ask, why didn't you fight back? Or could you have fought back? Did you push him off? Did you do something? Or, you know, you're even hear other women say, I would have pushed him off. And then the person that has experienced this violation plays this situation back in their mind and they're going through all the steps and they're like, I should have, I should have screamed louder. I shouldn't have done this. I should have fought back. I should have struggled more. I should have bit. I should have kicked. I should have scratched. But the fact is fighting isn't even accessible for most of us women. The fear alone has created such a response in your nervous system the odds are completely weighted against you of being able to fight in a situation like that. That's why when we're under threat, we call it fight, flight, or freeze. And most women in a sexual traumatic experience is going to freeze. The body shuts down in almost paralyzed sort of way. But when you reflect back on this memory, when you reflect back on this experience, You don't remember that. You reflect back on the actions and emotions and you have all of the shoulds of things you could have, should have, would have done differently. But that is not taking into account what happened in your body in that moment that made it virtually, if not completely impossible for you to have done anything different. So of course, when we look back, we think we should have, could have, would have done something different, then that can bring even more shame. Like I really should have been able to. So just knowing, no, you shouldn't have been able to. You shouldn't have been able to at all. And that means nothing about you as a human being. That means nothing about your strength and your resilience and the fight that is in you right now. That means nothing. Your brain and your body reacted the way that it felt was the most available to it, the way that it could keep it safe. And that might have been to shut down. That was your brain's response so that it couldn't create more harm. That's all. So all of these things, all of the the guilt and the shame and the dismissiveness and the avoidance that's leaped on top right? On top of the already horrific experience that you might have gone through can make you feel like that you're the one in the wrong. And when you feel that way, not only are we blocked from connecting with our body because we're criticizing it, putting it down, avoiding it altogether, but you're also blocked from connecting with the trauma itself in a way that can heal because the trauma itself is covered up in all this additional human suffering, in all the doubt, in all the judgment, and all the guilt, and all the blame. And this is has far-reaching impacts on your sexuality. So trauma can come in many forms. It is that out-of-control feeling in your body. And for women, we have experienced that a lot when it comes to sexual encounters inappropriate touches, lewd comments about our body, many of which can be compounded if we have already experienced more extreme violations. It's unsettling and it signals a threat that can elicit these traumatic responses. Many women I talk with explain this traumatic response during, let's say, um, the Brett Kavanaugh 
hearings. These hearings, when they listened to them, brought up so much sensation in their body, like anxiety and nervousness. But beyond that, when he was put on the Supreme Court, despite the allegations, many women felt their whole insides turn up and tense up. Same with our current president, President Trump was elected after countless footages of him objectifying women, talking about them, talking about grabbing them by the pussy and whatnot. And this trauma response, when you reacted that way, regardless of where you stand with politics, it is important to understand what many women are experiencing in their body as a result of trauma to other men who are speaking of women and displaying characteristics in a way like this, in a way that historically has meant a threat to them. And in our culture, we might dismiss some of these allegations as not that bad because he didn't X, Y, Z. It's just locker room talk. But remember what a trauma response is. It is when the brain is perceiving what is happening as threatening. You feel that there is some part of your body of some part of you that is in a direct line of the possibility of being violated. The brain is working so hard and it may take what it is learned from past experiences and come to the conclusion, I am not safe here. And the body fears what might happen. Other ways you might have experienced trauma is directly to your genitals, to your sexual organs, routine medical procedures that are scary or painful, infertility issues, birth experiences where you might not have felt supported, where there wasn't consent about what was going on during your pregnancy, during your birth, after your birth, things that were painful and scary. Trauma can be just sex itself losing your virginity. Perhaps it was painful. Perhaps it wasn't the loving connection that you thought. All these can create a traumatic response. So the body remembers all of this stuff. It remembers the comments and the abuse and the pain. Trauma is in itself is instinctual. When the lower brain just kicks in on instincts where it goes into fight, flight, or freeze response and the events we are facing and these snippets of violation are stored in the body because of the way you are wired as a human being. And often our humanist is going to keep it there. It's going to keep it stored in the body because we don't let ourselves complete the trauma cycle like animals do out in the wild. Because we cover it up with shame, because we avoid it, because we dismiss it, that's the human part of us. That's the logical part of our human brain that's kind of, you know, keeping these away, trying to keep us safe, that it gets stored. So of course, this is going to affect our sex. Because when you've experienced trauma and it isn't looked at or isn't healed, then disconnect is going to happen between the brain and the body. The brain will perceive the emotions as well as the physical response in the body, like fear, shame, uneasiness, and so on. And it's like, nope, not today. I'm not going there. And in cases of repeated violation, it is a coping mechanism for a young person. So to become disembodied, to become not present for the experience, that's horrific. That is something the the brain is doing to protect you. The brain is perceiving all of this stuff going on in the body. And it's like, you know what? Let's just not be in the body anymore. That's just not, that's not going to feel good. 
my mind is a safer place. Focusing on things out here, getting distracted, that's, that's easier. So little by little, we stop feeling because it's so damn scary to feel. It feels out of control. It feels unsafe. And what might be lurking inside, we want to avoid. And we buffer, not on purpose, not like we're choosing to buffer. It's just because the brain wants to feel better. It doesn't want to feel the things that are in your body because they feel scary and uncomfortable. It's just brain is really actually working for you. Going to something that's going to feel more comfortable, going to something that will feel more familiar, going to other false pleasures. It's truly wanting to keep you at ease. But in doing so, you become more and more disconnected from the felt sense in your body. And that, my loves, is where pleasure lives. That is where desire is born from. That is where joy has a chance of not being this fleeting moment but to really, truly bubble over in your life and be an active part of who you are as a person. So you can see how trauma has a huge impact on your sex life because delicious sex is dependent on being in your body, connecting with touch in a pleasurable way rather than an automatic response that may feel like your body is going to freeze up and tense. Actually be present for the sensation and feeling them be more pleasurable. And trauma is going to make it unsafe to feel in these certain situations because your nervous system's like threat, threat, threat. And this is really truly why when I'm working with my clients, I work on a multi-prong approach because we're not just working on the mind and the thoughts, even though I find this to be essential to our work. This is part of the work in us, health and sexual well-being that has been overlooked for so long and reprogramming and rewiring the brain. We call this kind of a top-down approach, right? We're working from our brain is a huge part of being able to create a new identity with pleasure and sexuality. But we also practice getting into the body because it's crucial to heal this connection. It's not just about thinking the right things and thinking the right thoughts and having this kind of future thinking about possibility. That is a huge part of it. But we're also working on healing the connection between you and our body because this is where the past stuff is harbored. It doesn't replace our cognitive thought work and our cognitive, you know, coaching, it complements it. And it creates a more holistic approach because when we meet it all in the body and we're also working on rewiring the brain, then we can can truly connect with ourselves and our sexuality in such a liberating and delicious way. So disconnect from the body, hanging out and spinning in your head. This is what it looks like during sex. And even if you're having sex and you realize you aren't feeling a lot, you realize you aren't connected to pleasurable sensation as experiences, you feel rather numb, like you're not really in your body. And other ways that this can, you know, these trauma responses show up in our body is muscle tension, increased heart rate, you know, feelings of nervousness and anxiousness, even thinking about being touched, thinking about sex. It could show up because you don't feel comfortable speaking up during sex. You feel a little bit frozen around it. You don't know how to say what you want. You kind of feel like you're shutting down, not wanting sex, avoiding, numbing out. Again, these are all things that are going to show up. And of course, trauma also has 
indirect ways of really impacting your sex life. One of the ways it showed up in my body was chronic pain. I've talked about that before on the podcast. I was bedridden for two years where I had to spend, you know, (laughs) not just the eight hours that you're sleeping, but an additional eight hours at least every single day in bed because trauma showed up in the form of pain. It might show up in the form of immune response, depression, tendencies, anxiety, being easily stressed. And those also are going to impact your sex life. So this is why I am here talking to you today about trauma, because I can't not talk to you about it. It's a crucial part of sexual liberation, and it's a crucial part of you just falling in love with yourself and being able to fully enjoy who you are as a human being on this planet in this lifetime. So perhaps this episode... (laughs) might not have been as exciting or fun as we want to think about sex, but it's truly one of the most important topics. And if you are experiencing response to trauma and it's showing up in your sex life, please know you are not alone. You are not broken. You deserve to hear that it's possible for you and that you can move through this. And I also want to encourage you, instead of thinking about yourself as a victim or even a survival of sexual abuse or assault, try thinking to yourself, I'm a human being that has experienced trauma and I'm learning how to reconnect with my body. I'm learning how to reconnect with my body in a pleasurable way and move through the sensations that are left over from my experience. Just see how it feels to try that thought on. Next episode, I'm going to be sharing some more resources with you, some more things that you can do with your mind and your mindset to work through trauma, and also some things that you can do in your body so that you can move through this, so that you can feel this huge relief and the freedom that's on the other side. It's been my absolute pleasure to be with you here today and to have this conversation It's about time. It's necessary. And I so know what's possible for you. Sending you all the love and I'll talk with you next week.